This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, dear traveler, I see you growing restless. In the mood for something else, perhaps? I believe I have... Ah, yes. Just the thing for you. An older yarn of something dark. A story, a secret of subterfuge and shadow. But still, as ever was... A rude tale of magic. Alright, shut the fuck up! Here we go! The year is no longer 497 after a fair. The year is now 3 BA. Nobody knows what the years are counting down to, but they know whatever it is, it's three years away. The Cordillian Empire is going strong, baby. Love it or leave it, these colors don't run. We open on the crown jewel of the Cordillian Empire, Paola. Located at the foot of the Ercolano Mountains along the coast of the Spitting Sea, Paola is a city just like any other, except for one big difference. It's the capital of the Cordillian Empire. There are also numerous other differences. Paola's a big city, so big that the locals call it the Big Nasty. Tourists call it that too. Yeah, you heard me. Tourists. Folks come from miles and miles to see the sights. You got the Tower of Pity, the financial sector, home to the world's most stressed out goblin, the underground wizard reserve where wizards are grown from weird seeds, the incredible growing statue of Hansbraham Brayhill, which grows at a rate of three entire inches every year. It's huge, motherfucker. And of course, Who could forget the city gates? Those shining, solid gold gates that would melt every summer were it not for the robust efforts of our gals in green, the gatekeepers. Say hello, ladies. Yes, these gates are designed so that nobody over a foot tall gets in or out of the city without proper documentation. Yes, Paola is really a city made in the image of creator god Frevara herself. But don't get too comfy, because this is a city where the rich get rich, and the poor, well, the poor get fucked. (laughs) Same as it ever was. All right, we open. uh, Our camera has just been, like, panning over the city the entire time. And uh, it it, it takes us into the financial uh, center of the city, the financial district. And it crashes into a building. Uh, There are columns on this building. This is a stone building. There is a a beautiful statue of, uh, of the god of law outside. And inside, we see a, uh, a loxodon. Uh, actually, Tim, do you want to describe the character we see inside? Yeah, we're going to see um, a loxodon. He has a uh, a toga on, and he's got he's got very um, these are not clean tusks. They look clearly they've been stained 
with blood and gore for a while, but it's clearly he like he he, he cleans them every day. He sheens them, so it's that it's a bit it's a bit, it's a bit like a sheened yellow tooth type thing he's got going. Um, he's got a bit of an earring, one of his huge ears. Um, he's a bit skinny for a loxodon. Uh, this is definitely like a city slicker. Um, he uh, uh he's got um uh, a bow and arrow on his back at, at all times. Plus he's got a big old freaking uh, um. What's it called? A big old freaking great club that he's always carrying around. Um, he's got gray eyes and baby. He's got a bit of sass to him. Oh, does he? Well, we're about to find out because my man uh, from uh, across him, he is actually he's sitting at a large stone desk in a, a small office inside of this enormous uh, government building. It is drab. It's gray. This is not a building that was designed to inspire uh, awe or hope in anybody. This is the uh, the seat of bureaucracy in the empire. And in one of these small cramped uh, uh, rooms inside of this building, a human dressed almost identically to Smellulus named Pontius de Knox uh, sits across from him at the stone table and he is uh, he's pissed off. Oh, baby. He looks at him and he says, Smellulous, your numbers are bullshit. Pontius, please give me a chance to explain. I'm doing my best. There's just not many people with enough money to pay the taxes that we all agree they need to pay. Yeah, don't don't give me a sob story. We all know these taxes need to get paid. Hell, that's how the empire that's how the empire supports itself. And that's how you support yourself too, cuz you make commission on these taxes. So if you don't get enough taxes, you don't get commission, and if you don't get commission, buddy, it's my ass. I would hate if anyone on my upline of command would feel Bad because of my efforts. Let me tell you one thing, Pontius. The way you talk to me today is a way is a way I will not forget being talked to. You are a good administrator, and I, a humble servant, ready to make you and the Empire as rich as we possibly can be. Smellulous, you don't understand what I'm talking about, do you? This isn't a this isn't a, a conversation where where I get you to to get back on the straight and narrow. This is a conversation where I tell you. You're fired. What? We've had this conversation one too many times, pal. You keep going easy on people. I don't know what it is. You don't bring in the numbers, and that's my ass. Uh, but I... But sir, sir, sir... Listen to me. I, 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 can, I can do better. I, I will do better. I'll, 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 I, I take out my How club many slay- times have we had this conversation? You always say you will do better. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm one day till retirement. The workday's almost over. I'm 15 minutes till retirement. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get close to him with my tusks, and I'm gonna sort of put my uh, trunk uh, right up on, onto his shoulder and say, <laughs> I would really suggest you reconsider this decision, sir, please. This is my life. All I've known is to give to this city and to this empire, and without the structure, I do not know what I will do. Pontius stands up. Are you threatening me? You see also that Pontius is about half as tall as you. He is a, uh, he's a, not an especially tall guy. Uh, he's, uh, he's in bad shape. He's in his, uh, uh, when he retire, he's in his uh, mid-60s. He, is, uh, he has not been taking care of himself, and, uh, but he is completely unfazed by you. Smellius, you threatening me? <clears throat> yeah. You, you are? Yeah. 
Yeah. Make an intimidation roll. Fifteen. Uh, he like gulps. He goes, y- "You are, huh? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I am intimidating you. Give me your taxes." Wait, give you my taxes? I'll show you how good no, of a I tax... No, I collect my own taxes. I'll show you how good of a tax collector I am. I can even collect my boss's taxes. <laughs> but my taxes are already paid. I, I collected my own taxes. I oh. always do my own first. Oh. That's what they say. A good tax collector, he yeah, collects no, his, do, own do, do, own his own taxes first. So he knows yes, how it course. works. Yeah, right, but, we, um, all know, we all know this. Yes, of course. Because, I mean, I give, I've already given my taxes, too. So, uh, But I want uh, um, next month's taxes to cover the um, the... The taxes I didn't get this month. Well, you didn't get any taxes from me. You, wait, so you're asking me, yeah. a man about to retire, to give you yeah. next month of my monthly taxes that we all pay once a month. You want those now? <laughs> y- y- yes. I'm talking myself up. Yeah, that's what I want. Look, I'm uh, I'm scared as hell of you. It's just occurring to me, like, what you are and what you can do to me and... Uh, you're fired. That's not coming from me. That's coming from above me. If, if you want to talk to my boss, look, I, I'm very sorry about this, but you are fired. Oh. I mean, you gotta, th- you gotta think, you know, my, my, you know, from my perspective, you know, it's like, I have to fire you, right? Yeah, and it's very, no, that's, I, and I hate it. it. It's all about the job, isn't it? Ain't about the people you hurt along the way. Ain't about the personalities that you toss aside. <laughs> it's the taxpayer's you- oath, yes. Well, Pontius... I guess I'll let you do what you gotta do, but I... God damn it! I'm sad! Oh, why did this happen to me today? Oh, why did this happen to me? <laughs> a bard who was being, uh, a bard was being, like, led through the, uh, the building. He sort of, he has an enormous feathered cap, and he sort of pokes his head in and says, Beautiful! That's a, that's exactly the... Sir, sir, can I buy that melody from you? Uh, your melody? Yes. Yeah, take the, take the melody. Take it for free. I don't even deserve to get any more money or royalties. Wow, I, what a steal. He walks out. Uh, wait, I... Oh! Smelluless. Once again, you fucked it up. Uh, Pontius puts a hand. He, like, reaches for your shoulder. So Smellulous, I can't say I respect you as a taxpayer or a tax collector, but I can say I'm afraid of you. And I'm well, sorry that I upset you. And I hope you'll remember that I I really tried to make it easy. All right. But here's one thing I'll say. You respect everyone as a taxpayer. Maybe not as a tax collector, but you say you don't respect me as a taxpayer. And that pissed me off, friend. For we all pay our taxes to this glorious empire, without which we would be nothing at all. Without drinking water or friends to begin our day or food to soothe our nights. If you don't respect my job, respect my part of the citizenry of this empire. I pay my taxes, Pontius. I pay them well. <sighs> now, want to get a drink or something? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm... I'm about eleven minutes till retirement right now. If you can, if you can wait, I'll go get a drink with you. No, I want a drink right now. 
Well, then you're gonna have to go right now. I'm gonna, Come I'm gonna me. be eleven. You inspired me. Give me a drink right now. No, I need to sit in my office for eleven minutes. No, no, you'll get a drink with me if it's the last thing you do. I am picking him up with my trunk. No, 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 no he screams. Get a drink with me. Make a strength saving throw. This oh, is yeah. a man. My strength is in minus one, so it's a uh, seventeen. Seventeen. All right, he yeah. weighs sixteen pounds. You pick him right up. Oh. Uh, We're going to uh, drink. Please, no. I need to sit in my office. No, no. It's the protocol. No, it's not my protocol any longer. I'm a free agent. Uh, at that, when you say free agent, a, uh, a, a shadowy figure sort of appears from, he, he emerges from behind a, uh, a large desk. And he, uh, he looks at you and says, ah, free agent, eh? Yes. Have I got a proposition for you? A proposition? I hurl Pontius aside. Ah! He falls down and he breaks his arm. Um, I now sit. Um, I sit a uh, uh, crisscross applesauce in front of this guy. Um, and go. All right, friend. And I uh, and I wrap my trunk around him and pr- and bring him a little bit closer. Tell me this little secret you want me to know, eh? Whoa, Daddy, that's a little close for comfort. Won't you let me back up? Okay, Papa. I liked how you called me Daddy, so I'll call you Papa back. And now I push him away with... I push him... I don't push him away lovingly. I just, like, push him back. Ah! I can see you're a tough guy. You think with your fists or your trunk. And we're just two fathers having a conversation here. Let me tell you, you might not have been a good tax collector, but I need you for a special job. A job? Yeah. Well... You interested? I guess I need to do something with my time, with my expertise. And I guess I do need to be paid. I already sold away my favorite song. I I don't think you sold it away. I was in the room when you did it. I think you just gave it away. Yeah, yeah. I gave away my favorite song. I didn't make any... I sold it for free. Look, That's nothing. I mean, I just met you, obviously. But, you know, if you were looking for notes on your business acumen, it's uh, do anything else. Really? When a guy offers you money, just say yes. Okay. I sold it for free. I'll... Okay, let's let's do it right now. Actually, I'm going to offer you money. Okay. I'm going to say this is a job that will pay exorbitantly, but uh. I can't talk about it freely here because there's a government official in the room screaming with a broken arm. We oh. cut over to Pontius, who's just like, "Help me! Help me! I need medical assistance, and I can't get it for another nine minutes." <laughs> um, I'm going to look at him and say, "I would have helped you out, bud, but you had to fire me." I spit on him. Jeez! Wow, you're. God, I was right to be afraid of you. Ooh, I'll just seethe here in agony for eight minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, the uh, shadowy figure, who now he stepped out of the shadows, you can see this is a tiefling. He's got ram horns. His skin, solid gray. He's wearing a long jacket, and he's got a big hat that's covering his eyes, almost. You can still see him, and you can see that they're bright yellow, but they're obscured by shadow. Damn, you like a secret gentleman. You are a secret gentleman to me indeed. I would love to know some of your secrets, especially ones which tell me how I get my coin. All right, I'll tell you. My name is Snake Professional. That name again is Snake Professional. Thank you, because I dropped my pen. Sure. Do you have it? Did you pick it up? Yes, I'm writing it on my little notebook. Usually I use this notebook to make little records about the taxes I collect, but now I can use it to remember your name. Right, because you're a free agent. Yes, a free agent! Free like a smellulous is what they'll say about me. The bard sort of pops his head back in, and the bard is like, okay, so uh, I might be pushing my luck here a little, but uh, that was that's the bridge I'm looking for for this hit song. 
I'm grabbing him around the neck and I'm God, pulling God, him my neck. And I'm pulling him close to me and I'm saying, yeah, oh, this time I'm not giving it to you for free. I'm selling it to you for free. Uh, the guy's like eyes light up. He goes, all right, uh, you drive a hard bargain, but I'll take it. All right, get out of here. I throw him aside. Great. He goes flying into the door uh, and like one of his ribs is shattered. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he screams in agony. He goes, it was all worth it for art. Uh, there's nothing more noble than being an artist. He, uh, he runs off in agony. The, uh, uh, the, um, the, the tiefling, uh, snake professional, he looks at you and he says, Smellulous, I know three things about you. One, you're a free agent. Two, you have no sense of business whatsoever. And three, if you're smart, you'll meet me down at the docks in Filet Town tonight at midnight where I can tell you more. Well, snake professional, I guess I'll have to smell you later. <laughs> what does that mean? Do I smell bad? No, no. It, uh, I try I to mean, take care of myself and stay clean. No, no. Actually, I have I have heightened smell because of my locks on race. You actually smell well. I wouldn't say good, but you you smell fine. I smell fine. In an ancient room city, for improvement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, you have covered your stench, but you have not increased the uh, sweetness. There's no perfumes on you. I'm smelling. Well, sure. No, I'm not wearing any perfume, but still, you know, you try to bathe. Yeah, no, you've. Ba- it's clear to me you've bathed. Well, <laughs> Here's that's say, all snake. I can do. You know, it's clear to me you've bathed. That's that's fine. That means I'm bathing and I'm I'm keeping it under control. But I could do better. Okay, but I guess I'll see I'll, you tonight I'll, at midnight, and I promise I'll smell a little better. Great, and I'll smell you later. <laughs> again, is this again? Is this so? That's about the loxodon thing. Yeah, it's it's just it's just my name is Smellulous, and that's a it's a sassy thing people say. I smelled bad as a kid, so this you're touching a nerve. I don't think you know about. You don't smell. Can I be honest? You don't smell bad. Okay, really, good. Good to know. I need to hear it. That's a thing I need to hear. If you want perfume, I could talk to you about perfumes because you have like you look like you've like stopped the bad parts of your scent, but you haven't chosen a specific sort of um. Uh, 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 I always believe that perfume is an armor. You wear it, but you put it on before you leave the house, and it sort of communicates something about yourself to the world around you. You haven't picked your scent yet. I like you. He runs out of the room. Pontius is just writhing around on the ground in agony, and uh, his arm is, like, bent the wrong way, and he, he looks up at you with tears in his eyes and says, I was in so much pain and agony, I, I couldn't get a word of that. Please, Either leave my office or go get a doctor for me. No, we're getting a drink. I pick him up with my trunk and we're walking outside. (laughs) Ah! He screams and screams. As he screams, the camera sort of pulls out and we see, uh, we leave the the financial district. We can see that stressed out goblin though and there's some tourists trying to get a, 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 his signature, trying to get an autograph with him. He's, uh, He's too stressed to talk to them though, but he doesn't know how to tell them no. That's part of why he's stressed. He can't stand up for himself. Anyway, the camera flies over to a, a different part of uh, of the city. We are now in the court district. And in the court district, we uh, uh, we uh, we see uh, uh, there's Paola City Hall and we see the uh, Shermerhorn Taylor courtroom. When you're here, you're in trouble. And we uh, we zoom right into the courtroom and we see a uh, a minotaur uh, lawyer who Chris, do you want to describe this guy? Yeah, so uh, this is Butter St. Beef. Uh, he is a minotaur. He's gigantic. Uh, we're, we're talking about a classic man's body, bull's head. Um, he wears um, like a suit that was like really in fashion for about a week, five years ago. 
that uh, he spent way too much money on. Um, and he still wears it because he can't afford anything else right now. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's butter. Great. And so uh, we see him and he's actually deep in conversation with a tabaxi who is dressed, uh, which is a cat person. Uh, this guy, he looks he's a uh, let's say he's uh, he's he looks like a, a cheetah my guys he uh he is dressed very similarly uh to butter and he uh he talks to him he says um okay so you're uh, uh, uh correct me if i'm wrong you're on the 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 bladen corpse case today yeah i'm handling bladen corpse oh jeez right tough luck buddy that's a uh that's a pretty open and shut one that kid's uh that kid's guilty as shit well, I got my 500 from the state to do it, win or lose, and I'll do my best. Sure, but I mean, you know, the bonus kicks in if you, you know, if you if you get him off. It's just like, you know, good luck is all I'm saying. You know, it's your reputation. I'll happily take that luck and add it to my considerable skill in the arts of talking in front of a stern-looking man. Sure, sure. No, I mean, I'd... It's the art we all practice, right? That's being a lawyer, right? Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, at that, you see uh, uh, Deridus Colds, a harsh and determined prosecuting attorney. He is, uh, he's human. That's right. He is uh, every bit human. He has got slicked back hair. You know that, uh, that expensive suit you're wearing? His is in style, motherfucker. He's professional and sharp. He knows the ins and outs of Cordelian Law. He, uh, he gives you a little salute as he walks past you. And he says, St. Beef's. Good luck uh, in there. Mr. Cold. And I dip my gigantic horn down really low. Yeah. He makes a, uh, all right, he passes his dex uh, saving throw and is not gored by you. Huh. Hey, watch where you're pointing those horns, big guy. I'll do it, but you'll have to pay me by the hour. I'm not paying you. I'm. We're in court together. All we're right. on opposite ends of this. I'll take this into consideration. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say uh, good luck in there and uh, may the best man win. (laughs) What a foolish thing to say. I'll happily take your luck and add it to my considerable skill and the luck that was previously wished to me earlier today. He looks at the tabaxi. You wish this guy luck? The tabaxi, he he like waves his hand. I I don't don't want to get involved in this. And he sort of like tugs on his collar and like runs away. (laughs) <laughs> you fools are giving luck away, and I'm going to be spraying it out of my mouth like a fire hose when we're in court. Fire hose, huh? I a like your style. fire hose of luck. Yeah, you're going to need luck, so I'm going to wish you a little more, because <laughs> I got the skill and the know-how. <laughs> Please, keep negotiating against yourself. Great. We're going to cut to, uh, like, uh, you know, just a little bit later. We are in the courtroom now, and you are at the desk. Uh, so this is a courtroom. This is an entirely stone courtroom. Everything is made out of stone. Ooh, baby. There is a, uh, a, a judge, Judge Alamo Gold, who is a golden dragonborn judge. Old and checked out. He is sitting behind uh, the jo- judge, uh, fucking, what is it, the the bench, the pulpit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Desk. He's uh, The bench. The, De- the desk, the bench. It's not a desk. He's sitting where the judge sits, uh, <laughs> and he's sitting up there, and uh, he's uh, he- he's looking around, and he says, uh, "All right, uh, I want to let's get this over with. Um, this is uh, the Cordelian Empire 
versus Blade and Corpse. All right, uh, you may be seated. And he, you know, he sort of waves his hands, and uh, it's a very sparsely attended uh, 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 hearing, and uh, everybody sits down. At the opposite desk, uh, uh, Deridus Colds sits alone, and he is just sort of, uh, he's glaring proudly up at the judge. Uh, the judge looks around, and he says, all right, uh, Blade and Corpse, how do you plead? Uh, so we see sitting next to you, Butter St. Beefs, is a, uh, a a teenage gnome, which would be a 51-year-old gnome. Uh, <laughs> he sits next to you, and uh, he's like sitting, he's like AC Slatering in his chair. He's got his chair backwards. He's got cut-off sleeves. Uh, he is, uh, his hair is, uh, it looks like, he's got like a pompadour to his hair. It's, uh, he's got a real like, uh, uh, what are you rebelling against? What do you got vibe to him? Uh Rebel without a cause. That's the, I knew the line. Uh, and he, uh, he leans over to you and he goes, Hey, would you mind getting me off? It would be an honor and a privilege to get you off. All right. I'm going to do a, uh, not guilty. How we feel about that? Of course you're not guilty. We're going for it. <laughs> All right. He stands up and he says, your honor, I plead not guilty. The... <laughs> The judge nods and he says, all right, well, then by Cordelian law, it is now on the prosecution to make their case. Detroit is cold, stands up and he uh, he says, uh, your honor, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and everyone else here today. I don't often find myself speechless. But when I look over the case file of what Bladen Corpse did, well. Words fail me. This is a young man who was arrested for exploding a tax collector. There were 100 witnesses, all of whom saw it and have the same story. Bladen has accidentally confessed to this crime over 40 times on record. <laughs> a magician as well as Ten Kenku were nearby. <laughs> All of the Kenku. I actually have one of the Kenku right now. If it pleases the court, I'd love to uh, just like play the tape. A, uh, a Kenku waddles over and opens its mouth and says, My name is Blade and Corpse, and I'm going to fucking explode you. What? No, please. I'm, I'm a simple tax collector. I'm just trying to, uh, to, to collect taxes. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Again, my name is Blade and Corpse. I'm a gnome. I'm 51, and I'm killing you by doing this. There's a series of strange noises uh, that uh, it all culminates in an explosion. There's gasps from the courtroom. The Kenku opens its mouth one more time to say, My name is Bladen Corpse, and I exploded a tax collector. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Hey, come over here, Kenku. Don't run away. I'm trying to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I did this is no fucking reason at all. I'm a bad guy. Jail would be too good for me. All right, get out of here. The Kenku closes its mouth and walks away. Detritus opens his arms and the every single member of the courtroom except for uh, Butter and Bladen, they all stand up and they give a, a standing ovation. Even the judge. The judge, uh, he sits down and he says, uh, well, Detritus... In my many years as a judge, 
I don't think I've ever seen a more open and shut case. However, and I'm sorry, I know I'm hearing the groans. I know, I know. We need to let the defense, this is just the way the world works. We need to let the defense make their case. Uh, Mr. St. Beef, you have the floor. Thank you, Your Honor. He stands up and uh, looks back at the gallery and says, Prosecution didn't even call any witnesses except for that bird recorder. Must be some kind of problem in the case. Anyway, he turns back around to the judge. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, freedom, desire. All these things and more are impeded by tax collectors. Your Honor, There's gasps and the uh, people are shocked by this. Now, now, let me be clear, everybody. I'm a tax-paying individual, the same as the rest of you. But you can't deny that some of these fellers get a little bit too rambunctious, a little too eager, in the way that they do their rounds. And that is what I have to say, that whenever my client, Mr. Bladen Gnome, encountered such a rowdy, Hungry, thirsty for your money, for your blood. Tax collector. He had no choice but to act in self-defense and explode this man to protect his life, his liberty, his pursuit of happiness, his freedom, and his desire. And folks, I pray that every single one of you are never put in such a similar situation as this poor man who had to explode someone and then felt so bad about it. He said, I did this to look cool or some such. I don't remember what the bird said. Thank the you. The bird opens all- his mouth again and says, I did this because I'm a fucked up guy. Jail would be too good for me. Closes his mouth. Of course. Yes. Uh, thank you, bird. Uh, the end. And he just sits down. <laughs> there is silence in the courtroom. Uh, one, a, actually a small human stands up and says, let me at him. And his big friend sort of grabs him and says, no, he's not worth it. Judge Alamo Gold, he, he nods and he considers this and he says, hmm, well, earlier I said that this was an open and shut case. I said that, uh, it seemed clear that this man was guilty and that no amount of lawyering could make him seem less guilty. And, I have to say, congratulations. Congratulations, Mr. St. Beef, because somehow you proved me wrong. And you made him seem even more guilty somehow. This Saint man Beef was nodding his head like confidently, and now he just does a spit take. Nobody saw him drink water, but he spits like uh, about five ounces of water out. Oh, good. Yeah, he's just been like in his mouth for like hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It gets on the judge. He goes, how dare you? How dare you? How dare my father was a tax collector. Not only is this man guilty, but I sentence you to trial by combat. Wait, for me or for him? For you. Okay, fine. Wait, what? This gnome no. is being sentenced to death. And you, you have to fight in the pit. Oh, Everyone cheers. Brother.
All right, oh. we, uh, he, he bangs his gavel and he goes, to the pits! And we jump forward. Uh, it's three entire minutes later and we are now at the Joseph Lungbird Memorial Senior Center slash trial by combat pit. It is a large, uh, it is sort of a, uh, um, a Coliseum style pit, although it is much smaller than the actual Coliseum, but that is sort of the vibe here. It is, uh, uh, Look, we've all seen Gladiator. We've all seen the thumbs down gif. We know uh, the vibe of this place. And uh, uh, so we're there. Everybody from the courtroom is there as well as uh, three or four extra uh, sort of perverted locals who just love to watch the trial by combat. Uh, it's uh, They seem to be uh, uh, strange elves who are watching this. Uh, so uh, the uh, up in the... Uh, up in the box where uh, uh, the judge sits there, and at his right hand uh, uh, sits uh, Detritus Colds, who sort of smiles smugly. In the pit, Butter St. Beef, uh, the, uh, one of the main gates opens, and Butter St. Beef, you walk out. All right, yeah, so he walks out and, like, loosens his tie just a bit and undoes the top button of his shirt. And then takes the seven foot long war maul off of his back. Uh, cool. It's a gigantic hammer. And he kind of thunks it in the dirt and like looks for who's coming. All right. Uh, so from across the uh, the uh, the pit from you, you see a massive. Uh, this looks like they would like war machines would like be moved through. This is like a gate for like full sized, not loxodon, actual ass elephants. And uh, the gate, there's a you hear a like fucking T-Rex in Jurassic Park, like uh, the water that is just seems to perpetually be in your mouth that like boom, boom. You feel the ripples <laughs> as uh, step by step. Suddenly the gate is smashed open. It is splinters as a enormous ogre uh, smashes through. You know this ogre to be Velveteen, a massive ogre who works for the Cordelian courts as their worst trial by combat guy. He, uh, he sort of groans and, uh, and roars as everybody cheers. And he steps forward and he pulls out a club that he just like drags on the ground. He, uh, he sort of nods to you and says, uh, oh, Butter, how are you? Uh, Butter just, like, looks up at the judge in the audience and says, well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you'd have told me I was facing off against my mother-in-law, I could have done this on a Sunday. Hello, Velveteen, just a little joke to warm up the crowd. Hope you don't mind. No, no, of course, of course. I mean, you don't mind if I, I warm them up in my own way, right? Uh-oh, I think I know what that means. Uh, Velveteen, uh, he just, like, unhinges his jaw and bellows, and the worst uh, smell you've ever smelled in your life just sort of, like, wafts over you. Everybody cheers, and he uh, smashes his club down on the ground so hard that uh, it just it cracks the very earth uh, beneath him. Oh, Velveteen, you gotta stop freelancing your mouth out as a public toilet. All right, Velveteen sort of leans in. He goes, that actually, that's a little... There's some things that are in my control and some things that aren't. I want you to talk to a dentist. Sure. Okay, no, I just... Go talk to a dentist. With what money? With the money I make as the pit guy? 
go to a sliding scale guy. Listen, I know that you've got like a full-blown corpse tucked between those molars. He's going to take a full-on swing at you while you guys have this conversation where he's like, wait, no, so you're saying that there's like a pay... I I haven't heard about these scale guys. So he takes a full-on swing at you. What's your AC? Uh, 17. All right, great. He is uh, not going to hit you. He he whiffs by and he goes, what is the scale thing? So this is fantastic. I didn't know there were scales. Um, yeah, absolutely. You got to understand. There's all kinds of people out there who like just do stuff from the goodness of their heart. And um, yeah, just go go talk to a dentist and like see if they're chill. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd be happy. If you want to make your attack. Yeah, I'm going to try him with a hammer. Oh, nat 20. Oh, great. Cool. While Butter is, like, talking about a dentist, he basically goes in this full rotation, uh, gripping the very end of his hammer and does, like, kind of a, a 360 whirl and then just, like, clocks this guy on the chin, like, at, like you know, 60 miles per hour with his giant hammer. Great! Uh, little bits of teeth and tusk just go absolutely flying everywhere. He bites some of his tongue clear off and just like chunks of tongue and blood and gore just go flying out of his mouth. He is thrown backwards by the chin and lands down on his back. Uh, he gets up and sort of just like no sells it and like shrugs it off. And he says to you, he's like, now that, you know, I'm going to really need this sliding scale guy after what you just did to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I did a little bit of free dentistry for you there, pal. Great. We uh, flash up really quickly to uh, uh, Detritus is talking to Alamo Gold and Detritus sort of leans in and he says, the strategy that they're going for is they're hitting each other in the head. Alamo Gold sort of like temples his uh, his fingers and leans in and says, fascinating. We cut back down to the uh, to the battle. All right. So Butter, uh, said, uh, you know, takes that hammer and whips it way up in the air and then way back down like it's a golf club just going straight for the ankles. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The ankles, he sort of like knocks him off balance and the ankles like smash into each other. And you hear just an, it's fucking, it's a bad sound. It's like two bowling balls hitting each other as like one of the ankles just shatters uh, the other. And he, uh, he screams in agony and falls over uh, onto his back and he looks up at you. He goes, buddy, you got me on that one. That's a, that's a, I'm going to, I'm going to be yielding here pretty soon. I suggest it's in your best interest. I mean, look, you got me prone. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to, and he's going to take an opportunity attack at you right now. Uh, He's going to just sort of kick at you with his (laughs) immense broken foot. That's almost the same size as you. So he's going to sort of like kick at you and it's going to make contact. And you're just going to feel like a soft foot sort of gently hitting you and bones just like moving around in that foot, but it does no damage. Well, I'm so sorry we have to do this, but I am afraid that I have an important luncheon coming up. And uh, Butter, uh, like, leans back with his fists, like, out to his sides, his head up high, leaning way back, and then plunges his horn straight down uh, into this thing. Uh, oh, my God. To okay, so the thing's screaming. Wait, no, I yield, I yield, I yield, I yield. Butter, like, leans back and goes... Like his accent fades away into like the horrendous sound of a bull just just like bellowing out like completely gutturally and then snaps his neck, powerful thick tendons in his giant neck snap forward and the horns go straight into the dirt 
and it takes Butter a second to realize that the horns also pass through flesh before they hit that dirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just, like, cut through this guy. You go into the dirt. You go into the dirt so hard that it sends, like, little ghosts flying everywhere. Like, this is a... You did a fucked up thing. This is, like, a, a massive... You kill him, and as uh, as you look down on him, you see him, uh, as you pull sort of pull your horns out, he's just got two huge horn holes in his body. He's just bleeding out really quickly. He looks up at you, and he sort of smiles weakly and says, <laughs> I mean... It's a living. And he shrugs and dies. All right, Butter says, not anymore, it ain't. You look up at the uh, at at everyone and you see it is the stadium is actually mostly completely empty now. People are just wandering out. They uh, didn't want to see the ogre get killed. They wanted to see uh, the lawyer get killed. And so people are they're very disappointed. They are not uh, feeling it. Uh, you look up and you see uh, Judge Alamo Gold who looks down and he says, all right, you did it. I'll see you next week, judge. Hopefully under happier circumstances. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go see a dentist. Uh, As you, as you say that, uh, the judge turns and walks out. And as you are walking out of the stadium itself, you hear uh, from a distance, you hear a, uh, a slow clap of a, That might be radio hell what I just did, but we it, you hear a slow clap. And uh, as you turn, you see a uh, a mysterious looking tiefling. Uh, hello there, sir. Uh, I don't believe you know how to clap fast enough. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it all before. My claps are too slow. My horns are too curly. And I'm just too damn mysterious. How All you right. doing? Well, you can take that up with whoever you normally talk to. Have a good day. Well, I think I will have a good day because I've got a job I'd like to offer you. I can tell that you're a pretty good lawyer and an even better ass kicker. Am I right? I think that I am grade A at both. Thank you so much. Sure. Fantastic. Didn't mean to offend. All I meant is that if you're interested, I've... Got a once-in-a-lifetime job opportunity. I only like a job if it pays. Well, this wouldn't pay. This pays a lot. I want to be very clear. This is a job. This pays gold, straight-up Empire gold, and a lot of it. More than you've ever seen in your entire life. If you're interested, I'll meet you tonight at midnight down at the Filetville Docks. See you there, pal. Great. You had me at you had me at more gold than I've seen in my entire life. All right. Oh, fantastic. Oh boy. He <laughs> he walks away whistling a happy tune. And so do I. <laughs> we leave that scene and the camera moves now to Filet Town. The roughest part of Paola. Hell, this is a place where people are just trying to get by. Small buildings packed with hundreds of gnomes and others line the streets. One building is a giant's shoe. You got Kenku running around. You know the kind of place I'm talking about. This part of town gets its name from all the fish skeletons that show up on the street whenever it floods. Nobody knows for sure where all those fish skeletons are coming from, but some suspect the sea. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We cut now into, we smash into the Filet Town PD. I've been on the fence about if there's windows in this city or not, and there are, and we smash one of them open as we zoom right into the uh, Filet Town PD. That's right, the Peacekeepers Department. We see a grizzled old fawn woman with curly hair and even curlier horns. She's talking to a shadowy group of five old men who are always seen in shadow, no matter the lighting situation. One of them is tall and completely smooth. The next is short, round, and smooth as can be. The next is of average proportions, save for his smooth appearance. (laughs) The fourth is muscular, his muscles rippling smoothly in the breeze. (laughs) And the last one is simply smooth. She addresses all of them and says, uh, investors, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad I could get you here. Uh, you know, I know, I, I, I know, you know, things have been a little rough and crime has been an, an all time high, especially in Filet Town, a part of town that it seems like everybody else has, well, just forgotten about. Sometimes it feels like I'm the last honest cop in this town. Other times, hell, I don't even know. Maybe I am too far gone. The investors sort of, they're like, all right, good, you know, move it along. She goes, all right, all right. I wanted to show you something I acquired recently that can, well, I'm hoping it'll change the face of peacekeeping in Paola forever. Gentlemen, allow me to introduce this marvelous device. Well, why don't I just let it introduce itself? She opens a door, and uh, Joe, do you want to describe exactly what we see behind that door? You see a large metal man with glowing purple eyes. He looks indistinguishable from the other assembled one might see in their day-to-day travels, uh, minus some understandable wear and tear, and an engraving on his right shoulder which reads, Frederick's Friend Forever. He wears fine, noble robes, that had been well-worn and patched over leather armor incorporated into his steel frame. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, hello, I am Grimothy. Grimothy Steel. That's right. The investors, they sort of, they shift nervously and they go, what, what is the meaning of this? Uh, and uh, she says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, look, I, I'm Peacekeeper Chief Penny Downtown and I wouldn't lie to you. And I got to tell you, we got this guy at a huge discount. And I really think when you see this fella in action, oh, he's going to he's going to blow your mind here. uh, We've actually got a criminal right here. And she pulls out a uh, 
she pulls out a, a criminal. We see a, a human who is uh, everything about this guy says crime. He's got a black bandana around his eyes with little eye holes cut out. He's dressed like a goddamn beagle boy. He's got five o'clock shadow. Uh, and he just like everything about this man says, I live outside the law. He's got his fucking crime number, like the like a little bib that he like wears around his neck. And this guy says, uh, why I gotta commit more crimes? What are you going to do about it? And uh, she says, quiet you. And she sort of backhands him and she says, Grimothy, show him what you're made of. Um, well, he is already in custody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, but like, so you don't have to arrest. Well, yeah, okay, okay, fine, fine. Okay, you know, twist my arm. And she undoes, uh, he's in handcuffs, and she undoes the handcuffs. And she goes, all right, you're free. Oh, uh-oh, Grimothy, what are you going to do about it? You going to catch this guy? Uh, Well, he's, we're, we're in the, we're in the precinct. He can't, he's still technically in our custody. The investors begin shifting nervously. They say, what, this, this device that you bought at great expense, what, what is the meaning of this? She goes, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I do have a name. It's, it's Grimothy. Sure, sure, sure. But the investors, please, please, try to be cool okay, for okay. the investors. You just said this wouldn't take long? No, 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 no and it's not going to take long. I just need okay. you to arrest this man who I've just freed. I just, okay. I, I freed a hardened criminal in the middle of the peacekeeper's uh, uh, department. Could you just arrest him for me? Okay, well, I, I guess my problem is the only infraction that I've witnessed is you releasing him prior to his arraignment. Okay, well, you know, he's a criminal. He's got a he, – he's just look at this guy. You know, he's, he's bad news. He's all crime. And I let him go. So, you know, you got to just arrest the criminal. That's all I'm saying. Didn't we have that – didn't we have that uh, precinct-wide meeting about, like, not profiling – and, you know, oh, uh, my not God. judging yeah, no. a book by its cover. Sure, yeah, I mean, we had to. I mean, I, I you know, it was one of those things where, like, I get fined if I don't give a meeting like that. But that's, that's not a big deal. Just arrest this guy. Oh, so we're not supposed – we that doesn't – we're well, not supposed to listen to that? Well, I mean, you don't have to listen to that. You listen to me right now because I'm your boss and okay. I'm saying we got okay. a criminal loose. And the criminal begins, like, walking around and he's, like, eyeing some of the supplies. His eyebrows are just, like, waggling uncontrollably. Okay, I will I will arrest him. Yeah, that's right. Arrest the criminal. When you see somebody break the law, you arrest them, right? Yes, but as I, as I was saying, I have not seen him commit a crime. Oh my god. Okay, fine. You know what? Fine. Okay, if you want to put a sword to my head. Okay. Uh 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 crime boy. What's you what's your name? He looks over and he goes, "I got a name, but you can call me Crime Boy if you want." She goes, okay, okay, okay. Uh, would you mind? Uh, could you just steal something? Could you just like pick up, uh, pick up some office supplies or something and make like you're gonna leave? He goes, yeah, I could. What's in it for me? She goes, oh my god, okay. Uh, geez, Louise, uh, the investors yeah, this, are. This is a crime that's gonna get him arrested. He knows. Yeah. Well, look, look. I let a criminal go in the police department, and so he could do crimes. You know, I actually there's a there's a school of thought that I broke the law by just letting a criminal out. But you know, like yeah, so, I just said that. Yeah, right, I brought right. that up. So just arrest him, and so we you know we just put him back in jail, right? Okay, I'll do it. Uh, come over here, crime boy. And he, uh, Grimothy beckons to Crime Boy. He sort of dances around and he goes, oh, all eyes are on Crime Boy now. <laughs> well, I don't know if I will. I don't know if I'll go willingly back into custody. I've been freed and I value my freedom all oh, so much. 
Um, He's sort of like dancing about. Uh, Grimothy is going to uh, reach out and try to grab him. He like he pulls his hand away and he's like he's running his finger along some of the supplies. He goes, oh, I would love to take one of these supplies, although I've done nothing concretely to show that I'm stealing them. Can we please get this charade over with? Uh, the, the investors are they They look furious and they look over at Peacekeeper Chief Penny downtown and they go, Penny, how much money did you spend on this device? And uh, Penny ta- downtown, she goes, look, 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 look I got him at a premium. You know, he was he was used up. You know, we, we you know, he was used for he was built for a different purpose. And that purpose was fulfilled. He's got some sort of backstory or something. But, you know, now he's the perfect cop in so many ways. Right. 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 Come on. Go ahead. Show him you're the perfect cop. Um, Grimothy is going to reach out to Crime Boy with his mind. Sure. Yeah. Wait. Do you? What the fuck is this? Do you roll for this? What happens? No. Um. I have uh, psionic abilities. Um. <laughs> I can communicate telepathically with any creature I can see within thirty feet of me. Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. No. Of course. Of course. And I say, Crime Boy, this is Grimothy. Listen. We both know it'll be worse for us the longer this goes on. So, let's just wrap it up, and maybe you can go home today. Hmm, I don't know. What's in it for me? He thinks this at you. I just told you, you could go home today. Well, what if I don't like my home? You don't like your home? What if jail is my home, ultimately? Oh, well then, maybe we could keep you here. He's like, look, I just, I hate her so much. I want to make this tough for her. Can you help me? Well, I think, here's the thing. I don't know if we can make this tougher for her, but I do think she can make it tougher for us. Okay, if you say so, I'll go willingly. And he, he sort of puts his hands out. I've got you. And Grimothy grabs him. All right, great. You look up and that conversation actually like sort of took a minute and uh, the investors have left. And you see uh, uh, Penny downtown, the peacekeeper chief. She looks at you and she is the lines on her face. She looks more angry than she's ever, ever been. And she goes, Grimothy, I hope you're happy. You made a real ass out of me today. I caught him. You caught you real. You caught him. You did the bare minimum. You first you made me look like an idiot, and then you caught him with some magic stuff. Uh-uh. You're fired. You're out of here. I can I can go. Wait, no, it's not good that you're fired. Don't be happy about this. I can I can really leave. No, your freedom is bad. It's bad. You don't want to be free. I didn't want you to buy me. Aren't you a horrible device <laughs> that like loves to be? Oh, wait. What do you mean? You don't want to? Ah, oh, come on. I thought I was punishing you. No, what? No, I I think we've been miscommunicating from the start. Well, I don't think of you as a person. Get out of here. Oh, oh, bye, Penny. Don't. Uh, okay, bye, bye. And as you're walking out of the police station, a uh, a tiefling sort of like opens one of the jail cells. He sort of slides it open and says, "Well, well, well. What do we have here? Is this hey, an? Ass- what were you doing in there? What?" Why I was just, what were you doing in there? I was just taking a rest. No crime against hanging out in a jail cell, is there? Yes, I think it is. Ah, oh, well, we'll leave that question to the philosophers. But in the meantime, I actually have an offer for you. I an see, offer? Yeah, you recently lost your job, did you not? Yeah, just seconds ago, in fact. Wow, how convenient. Now, an assembled man such as yourself... I'm sure you have a lot of money to fall back on, right? No, I've... I've never had money. 
Ah, well then you're in a bit of a pickle. Cause money makes the world go round. Whether you got a human heart beating in there, an orc heart beating in there, or whatever sort of weird assembled man heart you have beating in there. I'm thinking clockwork, don't answer that. I don't want to think about it. I got a job I'd like to extend to you. Are you interested? Well, I don't have anywhere else to go right now. And let me, it sounds like I already hit oil, but just in case, this job pays real Cordelian money. I'll take it. More than you could ever spend in a hundred lifetimes. I already said yes. All right, it's a lot of money is the important thing to realize that's, here. That's good. Maybe that could help me track down my... Okay, I just... what I, You're oh. saying yes, and the thing is, yeah. like, other people today have said yes, but for every person who said yes, you didn't see my life. There were, like, 20 people I approached, and they all said no. And so, you know, some of you guys have been real easy sells, but a lot of you guys have been tough sells. A lot of people just straight up said no, it didn't work. So just you should know that about me. When you That's kind of a downer. I I always like to feel like a first choice. Well, I, look, in so many ways, you were a first choice. I just had to wait for you to get fired. Huh. Okay. So what do you say? Meet me down at the docks at midnight? Okay. All right. And if you get confused or lost or anything, my name is Snake Professional. Nice to meet you, Snake. I'm Grimothy. Nice to meet you. Grimothy, you said? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And what I love even more is meeting you down at the docks tonight at, what was that time? Midnight. Great, I'll see you there. One guy said yes, and I think he was bluffed. I think he just wanted me to leave. I guess we'll find out at midnight. I guess we will. He sort of stands there. Okay, do, should we leave together? Well, no, you, you're free to leave. I actually have somebody else here I want to talk to. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, but again, you know, you were first choice. I'm talking to them after you, right? Oh, okay. Sure. Because if... Okay, no, we... I'll go. I'll go. I mean, you're welcome to stay, but you were just fired. I'll stay. It's not my call. I don't run the, the peacekeeper department. I, You know, if you're not supposed to stay, that's between you and your boss. I think she has, like, a lot of paperwork to do about my termination, and everyone else really likes me here. Hmm... He, like, looks around and you see a, like, a huge group of peacekeepers who are all, like, waving goodbye to you fondly. One of them pops open a bottle of champagne uh, and he says to you, Grimothy, you did things a little unorthodox, but what can I say you will be missed? I'll miss you too, Chief. Also, you know I can't drink that, but I hope you enjoy it. Okay, he goes in for a hug. Oh, bring it in. I will miss you. This is, you give off no warmth as well. That's that's true. A it's like a chilling hug. It's like hugging a pole. It is. I feel like I'm in the hallway of a castle. Uh, at this point, actually, the camera's going to follow the tiefling. It's uh, as he sort of, he walks away and he sort of lingers outside of a questioning room. The camera smashes into the questioning room. And inside the questioning room, we see a large... A stone uh, desk, or a large stone table, and uh, a very, very, very small, I would even say uh, tiny harpy, who is uh, uh, sort of uh, pointlessly handcuffed to the desk, although uh, she is small enough to fit almost her entire body through the handcuff. And on the other side of her, so I would say sits, but it actually stands a uh, a sort of old and grizzled 
centaur peacekeeper. He looks at her and he says, uh, Look, we can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. But let me tell you right now, we got a good cop and we got a bad cop. And the good cop, well, he's out with a case of liquid bones. So I don't think he's going to be in anytime soon. You're going to be have you're going to have to be talking to the bad cop today. So why don't we just do this the easy way, okay? I prefer bad cops. Oh, well then you're in luck cuz I'm a, I'm one of the worst cops we got. Good. He sort of hooves the ground a little and he goes, "Yeah, I'm always playing by my own rules." Yeah. Me too, man. It sounds like we're two of a kind. Yeah, I bet we are. You know, I'm I'm always bucking the norms, but nice. god damn it, I don't get results, actually. Those norms exist for a reason. Yeah, but also, how fun, right? Yeah. What, to break rules? Yeah. Hell, it's what gets the old blood pumping. It gets me out of bed in the morning. But what were you saying? Something? I was saying it gets the blood pumping, and I've got a lot of blood. I'm a wow. centaur, you see. I'm tiny. Uh, I'm huge. I only have a little bit of blood, but it goes a long way in the tiny body of mine. I can tell. And so I'm establishing a rapport with you. And now that I can tell you, you sort of like me a little, I'll tell you my name. It's Touch Rustrod. Touch? Yeah. What it sounds it? like a command. It is a command. I won't. Well, it's not a command for you. It's just touch is also a command. I was agreeing. I understand. No, no, I'm not asking you to touch anything whatsoever. I'm asking you. you, hell, I'm demanding you to oh. give me some answers. Okay, tell me what your questions are, and I will consider answering them. We had a, a peacekeeper horse who was completely, and this is the, the, this is the report, completely hollowed out. <laughs> you've established, you're new to town, and you've established yourself as, well, a bit of a maverick. In oh, fact, yeah. you, you laughed when I told you that a horse had been hollowed out. I wasn't sure you noticed it. I did it so quietly. I'm a pretty bad guy, and when I heard a horse had been hollowed out, well, I wept. Maybe it's because oh. I'm a centaur, but maybe it's because deep down I got a heart beating in that chest of mine. That human but, chest. Oh, interesting. I'm so sorry. I didn't know where your heart was. Well, I also got the horse heart beaten down in the horse chest. You got two hearts? Yes, I do. Double the blood. And you're the bad cop? I'm the bad cop, because both my hearts, they were broken long ago. Oh, do you want to talk about it? You know what? I sort of do. But first, mm. we got to get to this. Are you the one who hollowed out a horse? Yes. <laughs> what, you are? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He turns to the to the mirror, which has been enchanted to be a one-way mirror by wizards. Uh, <laughs> he, he turns to the mirror and he's like, did you guys, did you hear this? You just straight up confessed to the crowd. This is incredible. I did it. I yell at the mirror. I did it. It was me. This tiny harpy did it. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the, you hear a, a voice from the other side saying, hold on. Sorry. The, the Kenku was facing the other way. He didn't hear. We're going to have to get her to say that again. He goes, Okay. Would you admit to the crime of hollowing out a horse? Oh, you know what? I just realized I should have a lawyer. What, you want a lawyer? Oh, come on. You don't need a lawyer. I don't, but I want one. Please don't do this. Okay. What, yes? You're saying yes? Yeah, sure, why not? I gotta say, you, you play by no rules, not even your own. That's right. You can't hold me down, rules. You're so stupid. 
This is, I, I never thought I'd meet someone who takes such infectious joy in mayhem and crime. <laughs> I'm here, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing what's funny about hollowing a horse out. While right? I got you here, before the lawyer shows up, how did you do it? How did you hollow a horse out? Uh, I just, okay, I killed him kindly. That's gonna need an explanation. Huh? No, he didn't see me coming. But you know what I mean? Hardly an explanation. That's just context. <laughs> I have a dagger and I cut him quickly in a on a big vein. Okay, that's I'll take it. He didn't expect it and he felt no pain. And then I dove in his mouth and I just scooped <laughs> the stuff out. <laughs> so you just scooped it out. You went yeah. into the mouth and just scooped it. And all the so the horse dead immediately put up no protest. Mm -hmm. I was Can looking I for bubbles. Bubbles. Bobbles. Little shiny things. Things oh, that shine. Like B-A-U? Yes. Bobbles. Did you find, let me ask, before the lawyer gets here, did you find any bobbles? Any trinkets? I found none. So you hollowed out a horse for what could conservatively be called no good reason, and you didn't even find the bobbles? Am I on the record? Not yet, you're not. Oh, then, yes, but I would rather be on the record as saying, yes, it was awful. I want my baubles. Interesting. Well, while I got you here and while you're in a confessing mood, there was another crime that was committed. Oh. An even greater and more serious crime. Okay. Now, I take it you're not one for politics or the law, but you know what a senator is, right? That's what you are. That is your body. No, that very far off. I am not a senator. I'm a peacekeeper. You you just said you were a senator. You're a half horse and you're a half man. Centaur. I'm a centaur. Oh, <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, never, no it's okay. It's, I've never in my life thought that those two words sounded alike, but now I'm hearing it. A senator is an elected official. Uh, they, oh. they, they're part of our, our politics. They're very important people. I'm not going to get into the whole rigmarole. The system is corrupt. It, well, you know, that's a, that's a, a stance many have, even me. But, uh, <gasps> one of our senators, <gasps> irrelevant, one of our senators, <laughs> you might know them as Camomois Yaley, recently I do had, not. <laughs> Who is that? Well, I guess you don't know a senator. You wouldn't, I don't know, maybe you knew the name. Camomois <laughs> Yaley is one of our most important and spoiled senators. Ooh, yuck. Yeah. They got rotten, huh? Oh, Left I think, them out too long. I think this one was born rotten. Ooh. ooh. What an Sorry. image, right? Yucky. I don't, don't like that like I it. said it. Ugh. Yeah, Camomoy Yaley is uh, a senator who insists on being carried around by Paola's broadest men. Four of them. Wow. Camomoy Yaley must always be covered by a parasol, or Camomoy Yaley will not venture out into the sunlight. There are rumors that this is because Camomoy Yaley is a vampire. Whoa! But I know better. It's oh. just because Camomoy Yaley hates the damn sun. Whoa! Oh, less exciting than vampire. I thought sure. it was a bigger twist at first, and then realized it wasn't. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And other times, it's worse. Because fiction, hell, it's pretty good. I've never read a book. Never? Do you know how to read? Yes. I have a book. You got a book, huh? Hell, I think a book could crush you. I crush books. All right, fair enough, okay. <laughs> What's the book? 
the book I have on me, I have a four-leaf clover crushed into a book about etiquette and manners. It is a trinket that was given to me randomly. <laughs> randomly? Yes. With no dramatic consequence, you just got a book? Yes. Wow, I mean, I guess that's how most books are exchanged in an insignificant way, right? Sometimes they are gifts and are meaningful, but this one was not. Can I say, I talk to a lot of people in my job as a as a as a interrogator. Centaur. Oh. <laughs> no, my job is not a centaur. I am a centaur by birth. I'm a harpy by job and birth. Your job is a harpy. Yeah. Huh. What is that like? What does that entail? Like I just I take things. You take things, huh? You're a thief. It's a harpy thing. We like things that are shiny and then we take them. Sometimes we take other people's food. There's a knock on, on the other side of the one-sided window, and you hear from the other side, like, all right, we got the Kenku. He's paying attention. <laughs> Took a while, huh? Sorry, there was, a, there was a cat in here, and he got scared of it. Ooh. He was oh, running away the, from it. Keep the cat away from me, too. Uh, the cat is uh, the cat's taken care of. The cat was removed. Was he hollowed? No, the cat wasn't hollowed. Okay, we're ready. All right, ready for that confession, whenever you're ready. Where is my lawyer? <laughs> the uh uh this centaur uh touch rust rod he like slams his fist on the desk he goes god damn it i can't break her you stay in here i'll be back in five minutes i gotta clear my head i hope to see you soon i feel like we have a nice rapport we certainly do even though professionally you've caused me nothing but frustration he trots out he closes the door you're in the room all by yourself here i am could you actually use this time to just, like, physically describe her just a little bit more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's a tiny harpy. Um, she is one proud foot tall. And she is, let's see. So she's, like, half vulture, half female. And she's wearing sort of an amazing, uh, like, military-style jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, her eyes are most frequently described as hateful. Her skin is most frequently described as flushed. And her hair uh, has never been brushed. All right. Uh, you paint quite a picture. She, uh, and so she is not constrained by the handcuffs. Uh, the room is yours to do what you'd like in. Okay, great. Um, so she's going to fly up and just sort of like circle the room and see if she can see anything shiny. Cool. Do you want to make an investigation check? I got a five. A five? Yep. Very low investigation check. Uh, because you actually <laughs> rolled so low, you don't notice the tiefling who is standing behind a <laughs> potted plant this entire time. Uh, he sort of steps out from behind the potted plant, and uh, you're going to fly right into him. <laughs> oh, are you my lawyer? Finally, no. I've got confessions to make. <laughs> no, I'm not your lawyer. But I might be... The most important person you ever talked to. Oh. Okay, I'm waiting for my lawyer. Yeah, don't worry about your lawyer. I've got a good deal for you. An even better deal than any lawyer can get you. Wow, that's pretty cool. You're bargaining for your freedom, right? I'm actually not sure. I think so. What's the, you, the hollowed the horse? I mean, I've been in the room the entire time. The hollowed the horse thing out? Yes. Yeah, I think you're looking at life in prison. Ooh, but the bars. Can I get through them? Oh, wow. That's actually a good point. Okay, well, you know, I wouldn't be too worried about prison then if I were you. But Ooh. if it's money you want, I can offer you more than you've ever seen in your entire life. 
does he have anything on his front, like a tie clip or anything like shiny, just uh, that I can see? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think a tie clip is. Pr- he also would have um, uh, cufflinks that are like very shiny, and they're like they're daggers. They're little like tiny dagger cufflinks. Ooh. Okay, she goes for the. Uh... She goes for one of the tiny dagger cufflinks and she like dive bombs his hand and like <laughs> sort of loses her mind wrestling it. She's not subtle. It's Great, not he like puts a... up no resistance. <laughs> Great. She's like... having a lot of trouble with it anyway. Whoa, like what you see? It's yours. Can you help me? I can't get it off. Absolutely. Those cuffs have been linked for far too long. Better to keep them separated. Let them cool off for a bit. You know what I mean? You feel I me? Don't... No, just give it to me. All right, fine. He takes one of the cufflinks off. Okay, she holds it and she's like so excited. She's just like touching it and she kisses it and she like tucks it. She tucks it away in a little bag that she has. You love that cufflink, don't you? It's so nice. Would you like a second cufflink? (laughs) Yes. All right, this second cufflink can be yours, but you've got to do a job. I'll do anything. Wow. That's all the money I just saved going straight to me. This fucking rules. Wait, is it shiny money? No, no, dull, dull money. Oh, scuffed money. No, no, no. Ooh, keep Blase it. Keep money. it away from me. Oh, I'll keep it far away from you. Yes, yes. I don't want to see it. But this second polished cufflink can Ooh. be yours. Ooh. I'm putting together a team who's going to do a job, a dangerous job. Do you have what it takes? How... Does everyone get a cufflink? I don't want to split the cufflink. No, only you get the cufflink. Ooh. Yes, I have what it takes. What is the job? Wow. First person who's asked what the job is. It's a dangerous (laughs) job. It'll involve murder. Fine, I'm in. Whoa. You know what? I don't even need the cufflink. I'm going to be good at it, and I love it already. You don't need the cufflink. No, I want it. I give it the cufflink, though. He looks at the cufflink. Is something wrong with the cufflink? No, it's perfect. Fine, the cufflink's all yours. If you take this job. But I can't talk here, because this is like a police department. I, I, I really, you know, there's a Kenko on the other side of the wall. So meet me down at the docks at midnight tonight. Do you know where those are? Yes, they're by the water. Traditionally, yes. But in this case, no. Oh, also, yes. No, yeah. Oh. I just, that was a good guess. That was, that you, you, that's context clues. Thank you. I'll be down there at midnight. My name? Well, it's not safe to say here, but I'll tell you later. All it is t- safe to say is that I'm named after a reptile with okay. no legs. Okay. And? and my last name? Yeah. Well, it's pretty pro if you catch my drift. I will meet you at midnight at the docks, snake professional. He steps back behind the bush and he puts a finger to his lips. So I can't see him, right? Because my investigation check was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess your investigation check was so bad that once he steps behind a bush, you can no longer, lo- like, he's gone from your sight again. Incredible. <laughs> There's a knock on the door. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> Got a highest status move of any game. Uh, uh, there's a knock on the door, and a figure you've never seen, but a human named Detritus Colds open the door, opens the door, and he says, "Hey, Harpy, get out of here. You're good to go." Okay, are you a good cop? No, I'm neither. I'm a lawyer. I'm your lawyer. 
fabulous to meet you, and I hope to never see you again. Wow, that's rude. No, I just mean I hope to never be in a position to need another lawyer, but I have appreciated your services. Ah, you immediately recovered. <laughs> she flies by you really quickly. Is there anything shiny on him? Uh, yeah, his hair itself is pretty shiny. <laughs> she just lands on his hair and starts ripping some out. You get, like, a pretty, it's like a handful of normal size, like, a normal size handful of hair, which for you is a lot of hair. You get a lot of his shiny hair. You just pull it right off of his scalp. His head begins bleeding immediately. God! Fuck! God! Okay, so oh. I grab the hairs, um, I put my hand in the blood, I put my hand over my face as sort of like a, so I paint my face in his blood, and then I fly off out towards the exit. <laughs> <laughs> he collapses in a pile on the ground, his head just like bleeding, and he goes, that monster! And then he looks up at the camera and smiles slowly and says... The law is the law. We fly out of the uh, police station. Uh, nah, this guy rules. Excellent NPC. Maybe the best. Uh, we fly out. Yeah, best. It's like him or practice. We fly out and uh, we go We go through, because like budget constraints, like we go through the already broken, smashed window from before. We can't just be smashing windows left and right. Uh, we got paid for this fantasy world. Filet Town is... It's a pretty rough and dicey neighborhood, and we, the camera sort of like pokes into a, a back alley where a, um, a, a, a large sort of tuxedo patterned taba- tabaxi is, uh, has a, uh, a, a trash can lid that it's using as like a dining plate, and it has like a fish skeleton and like a banana peel, like an old boot that it's sort of like making a meal of, uh, on its, uh, on its trash can lid. It walks by, um, a uh, a a small high elf who is uh, uh uh you can do this or not but i was imagining this high elf was like maybe cutting a bean into sections uh carly do you want to describe the high elf that we walk by yeah um so you see a very small even for her age she's about 12 uh high elf you kind of can't tell uh where her like clothes end and her frame begins Mm -hmm. she's just made of layers um she's got very messy hair that it's clear that like she just sort of cuts out of the way of her eyes when it gets too long um tucked under um, a knit cap and um she's got a little sliver of silver hair in the midst of all of the rest of her like very golden brown hair um and she's got like kind of wild hazel eyes poking out and she's just slicing her bean all right cool um the uh the tabaxi he sort of eyes you and says oh, a bean where'd you get it none of your business none of my business what if i make it my business uh you could try if you want to yeah, I think I will. Uh, the tabaxi's just going to take a swipe at the bean. Uh, can you make a dexterity saving throw? 14. 14? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to work. Um, takes a swipe at the bean, but you're too fast. You grab both halves of the bean up in your hand. Uh, lickety split. I gulped him in his face unnecessarily. 
<gasps> he like, he looks at you and he goes, you bastard. I got half a mind. I didn't even enjoy it. You're a real mean piece of shit. You know that? Whoa, whoa. You're the one coming over to me. I'm just a kid. You're coming over to me and you're trying to steal my bean. And, and now you're saying mean things about me. I don't understand where you're coming from with all this. I was just minding my own business. Uh, he, I'm just a little kid. He looks around and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he like runs off. He like scurries off really quickly. You hear something sort of crashing through the, the trash cans. I immediately go and scramble up all of the food that he was uh, assembling for himself. Uh, okay. Um, the uh, a a familiar uh, a uh, a moon elf familiar to you sort of crashes through the trash cans. Uh, has sort of a, a top hat askew and a large like plaid scarf, like fingerless gloves. Uh, it's your old friend, uh, the beautiful avoider. Hey, Abby. Oi, what's all this, Stan? You see what I did over there? Totally bought it. Thought I was just a helpless little nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah? You were obscuring your, your, your true power? Yeah, like I usually do, you know. Only when I need to show it. Oh, I know. Adults are always underestimating us, aren't they? Yeah, you can't trust an adult. That's my philosophy. If I had to, you know, sort of just give an elevator pitch for my whole attitude, it would be like kids rule and adults drool, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't tell you how many times I've been pressing me face against the glass window to see the sweet treats and the meats on oh. display. When a shopkeeper comes out, chases me with the, away with the big broom he does, he does. Uh I can't tell you how many times I've spent nights stuck in the bristles of a broom just because I'm so small. Oh, I hate that. I do, I do. I hate when the two of us are, are, are singing on a, a, a fence post at night and uh, uh, an old lady, uh, an adult, by the way, throws a boot at us, knocking us off the fence. Undaunted, yeah. we climb back up and sing, but it sucks. Yeah, and that's just the times that the boot hits me. Half as often... The hole in the sole of the boot is large enough that it swallows me up and I go through, clean through it like a thread through a needle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I uh, actually wanted to show something off for you. Oh? Check out this. I stole this. I swiped it right off of one of them senators I did, I did. And he pulls out a uh, a beautiful floral parasol. And he sort of like oh. opens it. He goes, look at me, I'm a senator. I'm passing laws and pork barreling and all that. <laughs> oh, that's a, such, it's such a ridiculous instrument. I mean, what do you even use it for? I don't know. I think the idea is to keep the sun out of your eyes. Are you going to try to sell it to someone? Yeah, I think I am. I could get a pretty penny for this one. I bet you could. I bet you could if you made up a story about it. People love stories. Yeah, stories are the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, without any sorts of, you know, especially for people like us with no real power to speak of, I feel like our stories are all we have. Yeah, oh, yeah. otherwise it's just a, a series of harsh realities. Yeah, and who wants to think about that every bleeding minute of every day? Not me. No, no, stories animate the soul. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like I'm a, I, I'm a stockbroker and the currency I deal in is story. Yeah, yeah, I hear that, I hear that, and I'll respect it. What's more, 
Anyway, so oh, I got carried away because I'm so hungry. I've actually, I've got some good news, but I've got some bad news too. Oh, give me the good news first. Well, the good news was sort of the parasol thing, but I guess I can make it better news. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna give you this parasol. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't mind if I sell it, Abby? No, no, of course not. You know the urchin code. Yeah. Anything uh, given can be sold. That's right. And anything stolen can be sold. And anything stolen can be given. And anything given can be sold. Anything can be taken, pretty much. It's like the umbrella term. Umbrella term! And he, like, opens the parasol. <laughs> but I've also got some bad news. Oh, oh, all right. All right, just say it quick, then. Well, a nice rich couple saw me on the street, you know, hit, oh, you hitting my, my wooden circle with a, with a stick, right? They saw me. They saw me, uh, you know, me face covered in soot from, you know, just sort of being near a chimney. And they said, they said we wanted to adopt you. Abby. And I said, that actually sounds like a pretty good idea, you know? So I don't know if I'm going to be able to be an urchin with you a whole lot longer. But what about, uh, we have so many codes, we just listed a third of them. Yeah, well, so, you know, that's one of them. It's like anything given can be given or stolen. And like, you know, the giving code, we have that tenet. Yeah, we have the giving code. You know, we and I, I know the big one I'm breaking, which is like, once an urchin, always an urchin. What about the code of adults drool? Yeah, the Do third you... one. Kids rule, adults drool. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing, skunk. Oh, your nickname. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be a kid forever. Oh. Like, we're elves, and so we're kids for, like, a long-ass time, right? Yeah. And so, like, of course we can have rules like kids rule, adults drool, but, like, I don't know. I've, I've recently started to have some thoughts, like, what if I'm an adult, you know? There's well, no denying I've gotten taller and taller. It's, yeah, I mean, your, your pants are getting closer and closer to shorts as we speak. Yeah, me shins I mean, are out. Yeah, your shins are all exposed. Me shins are... The bear is a... The bear is a, a, a brown bear. I don't know, I have a lot of... I mostly have city references. <laughs> Abby... I obviously want what's best for you, but I, I can't speak to you anymore if you're not an urchin like me. I mean, we... No, we can still be friends, right? I don't know. I, not if you're like a big old rich fop. Well, I won't Are they be... rich? No, I'll still be the same guy. Just because I'll have a roof over me head and warmth and me meals that I won't be allowed to share with you and parents yeah, and a, a support more system. And more like well, there's more this in and my school <laughs> and, you know, the school. protection of society at large and the pe police will no longer turn a blind eye when I'm wronged. Like, just because those things will be different. <laughs> I don't think that'll change the dynamic between us, will it? I think it might. Well, I mean, I already talked to them and I said, would you have room for another urchin? And what they say? They made it very clear they wouldn't. There's only one absent child in their life they're trying to replace. Oof. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, I no, guess. I know. I'm walking into it, but you know, it's better than being an urchin in a lot of ways. Oh, oh, Abby, I just don't know. I mean, I just, I'm feeling a little 
This urchin life, you know, it's just like, how much legs does this life really have, you know, you know? Gosh, you changed your tune real quick, didn't you, Abby? Well, I was offered a bunch of money. Well, I promise, and I mean this, if I'm ever offered a lot of money, even if it's more than I've ever seen in my entire life, then I will never say yes. Not straight away, anyway. I've got principles. I've got the code. Well... And I remember. We'll see about that. We will, we will. Anyway, I hope to see you around. I'm not going to be living in Filetown anymore. Although my parents said once a month they'll take us down to Filetown to see sort of like... It'll be like a little field trip to go see what the poor people are up to. <laughs> I think that could be fun. Anyway, I hope the sudden and rapid uh, class change uh, that I'm undergoing will have no sort of nefarious effect on me soul. I think it might already have done. Eh, probably not. Anyway, here's the little umbrella. I don't need it anyway. And he sort of saunters away. Well, this is the worst day of my life. Uh, one of the trash can lids nearby you opens up and a, a tiefling, a solid gray tiefling with ram horns, he says... Worst day of your life, huh? Ah! Hey, don't uh me. Uh, uh, what do you want? I want to make an offer for you. You said this was the worst day of your life. I'd like to yeah. make this the best day of your life. Well, unless you can bring my best friend back, I don't see how you could do that. I can't bring your best friend back necessarily, but I can make you independently wealthy. Oh, here we go. What is it? Is this some sort of <laughs> giveaway day or something? No, it's... In Payola, where everyone's just giving away money. It just feels sort very of. strange to me. Honestly, sort of. I am sort of giving away money here. I'm looking for a team. I'm trying to put together a team of some of Payola's most nefarious and hardened... I don't want to say criminals, but those who live outside the law. Well, I'm just a little kid. I don't know what you think I'm capable of doing. And I'm just sort of tucking my hands behind my back and whistling. He uh, He's going to pull out a dagger and take an attack at you. Oh! He uh, uh, So he's going to dive at you and he's going to sort of cut you on the arm. He's not really trying to uh, roll the two. He's not trying to like really hurt you, but he definitely like nicks you on the arm. In my panic, I use blade ward. I extend my hand and trace a sigil of warding. And in that... Sigil, you cannot hurt me with bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. Uh, he looks so relieved. He like a huge sigh. He goes, oh my god! Oh, thank God! <gasps> what are you doing? Oh my God! You are the one I thought I was talking to. You just how many children have you tried to stab before you found me? Not zero. Can I tell you? It's not zero. I, I've stabbed yeah. some kids you today. Know what can I say? It just I had that feeling. Oh boy, jeez, Louise! I really uh, great, fantastic. Okay, so you are the magic kid I've been hearing about. Yeah, what do you want with me? I'm, look, I'm putting together a team. I'm offering you a lot of money. You use your magic, you do a job for me, and you get more money than you ever spend in the rest of your life. I already swore off this exact sort of thing. Did you? I just I just made a personal promise to myself and my former best friend, Abby, that I was never going to just accept a huge sum of money that was going to change me and my principles. All right. What if I, we do it like this? You don't get one dime. Not a single cent from me, but if you do this job, I'll kill your friend's new parents. <laughs> Wait, whoa, I think you misjudged me just a little, little I bit. I think 
I might have. Yeah, well, you seem shocked by that. I, I would I would rather you help out more of the urchins, not just me. Oh, God. Okay, fine. I'll set up a trust or something. Oh, perfect. Great. What do we, uh, what can we, what should we call it? What was your name? My name is Torin. Huh. But people call me Skunk. The Torin Skunk Urchin Fund. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just call it Urchin Fund. You don't want it to be named after you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't tell people it was from me. I won't. You're a noble Tor kid, Torin. Torin? Thank you. Torin. Torin. S or Skunk. Or Skunk? You know yeah. I'm calling you Skunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and what's your name? My name? Well, I'm not supposed to say my name, but I've sort of been willy-nilly breaking that rule. My name is Snake. Snake. But you can call me Snake Professional because it's my full name. I'm going to call you Adamson. That's way off from my name. Why would you do that? You look like an Adamson. I don't feel like an Adamson. <sighs> it's violating to be called by a name that's not your own. All right. Well, I guess I don't know all these fancy rules you have up on high up there. Up on high? Okay. Yeah. All right. Meet me at the docks in, uh, oh my God, 10 minutes. I'll race you there. Torin, you get to the docks first. These are docks that you know very well because these docks are, well, they're part of Filet Town. And uh, at the end of the day, that's just Filet Town, baby. There are uh, there are some fishing boats nearby, but uh, this is uh, this is what's known as the low tide season, and the docks are mostly empty and abandoned this time of year. Uh, there is a, uh, a weather pattern in uh in this part of the world where for about a month out of every year there is uh it's called the low tide season and during the low tide season um uh, it's like the it's, it's low tide constantly and so like uh fishing and like water trade uh in this part of the the world is sort of slows to a halt and uh so the docks are mostly empty there's a thick fog in the air so thick you could cut it with a sword it's fantasy, baby. This is, or I guess knives. They have knives too. You could cut it with a knife. The fog is so thick you could cut it with a knife. A single torch or sconce is uh, sort of like a street light, but it's fantasy time. So it's a single torch uh, is along the docks, almost as if it would be guiding sailors to these very docks. Uh, you are all alone in the fog. Um, I take my pet mouse out of my inner pocket of my jacket. His name is Old Glove, and I put him on top of my shoulder, and I'm just sort of nervously conjuring a small magical trinket. It's too small for the camera to see it. It's inside my hands, and it's emitting a small glow. I'm using this to practice my magic because I'm nervous, and I'm trying to get ready. Cool. Do you have any sort of, like, link with this mouse, or can you talk to it, or is this just mouse? I talk to the mouse. I assume it knows what I'm saying to it. Okay, great. Cool. You, um, you bide your time until you hear the sounds of a large, uh, elephant, elephantine, uh, um, pachyderm man, uh, walks forward. He is dressed in the, like, official garb of, a. Uh, 
of a um, of a government employee uh, with the cape and the armor and everything. He walks out of the fog into the light. Uh, Tim, can you just like I, I want to get a little bit more physical description of this character. Um, so he is uh, Smellulous is a lean. He's lean, he's an elephant man. So he's got an elephant face. He's got um, uh, elephant feet, and he's got hands. He's got humanish hands, but in an elephant form, maybe. Um, he's gray. He's light gray. He's got very manicured, um, though clearly well-worn um, tusks. Um, he has got a golden ring on one of his big flowing ears. Um, flowing because he's an elephant. Um, he is like, he looks clean. He like goes to the baths a lot. He's, he's, he's very refreshed up. Um, he even has a little perfume. Um, uh, and he uh, is wearing boots of foreign leather. This is what we'll say. He's got boots of foreign leather. And uh, right now he is talking to himself. He is practicing his apology to Snake. And I just wanted to say that I did not realize that smell you later meant so much to you. And when I said it, I thought, Are you an elephant? <laughs> Who's there? Who's speaking to smell you less Bacharach? Smell you later, Bacharach. Child, I'm Smellulous Bacharach, a simple city official. Former city official. Who's here to meet someone to get me some moolah? You see, I'll tell you this right now. I want to get all this money and pay back all the taxes I couldn't collect. Uh, but here I am, spreading my info to every well-wisher who'll ask. Who are you, young one? Oh, my name's Torin. You're trying to collect money to pay taxes? Yes. I used to collect taxes, but no more. <laughs> Steal yourself, Smellulous. You can be strong this time. That's very weird, man. I mean, why not just not pay the taxes? Everyone, little one, let me give you a lesson that you will surely appreciate. Oh, my God. Uh, as this happens, from out of the fog, an assembled man steps forward. Oh. Are you Snake's friends? I'm here to meet Snake. I, too, am here to meet Snake. Good. Me as well. Well, 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 well. An assembled man and a child to meet this Snake indeed? (laughs) Aren't we three a pair? I put my hands over both of them. But perhaps we'll learn how to be friends together and turn this adventure into a profitable one for each and all of us combined. Torin ducks from under his uh, his grip. Um, I uh, put out my um my trunk and grab Torin and, and pull, pull her back. Oh, you're so grabby! I just want us to be together. If we're all dealing with this strange tiefling, I want to make sure we all are on the same page. We're not going to let him pull a fast one on us. I know people who try to pull a fast one on those who are trying to get money. Well, it's not that easy to pull a fast one on me. At that, uh, a minotaur steps forward through the fog. Oh! And it's not so easy to pull a fast one on me. I assume that we've all been hired for the same task, and I assure you that none of you will be taking a single lick of it from my cut. Dang. Why would we want your cut? I'm just... I was promised more money than I ever could spend... And I don't want that divided 
If it's more money than you could ever spend, then why would it matter if some of it was split? Why does anyone need that much money? <laughs> Look at me, surrounded by philosophers. Who would have thought? <laughs> that was me uh, blaring my, uh, my trunk. We know. I'm really starting to wonder what this man thinks I have in common with either of you. I mean, is this entire team just going to be, like, lame grown-ups? At that, <laughs> a tiny, cackling harpy, uh, sort of like a moth near the flame, just sort of like flies near the, the, uh, the, the torch and emerges from the fog. <laughs> oh, I'm here for a single cufflink. I assume no one will be trying to take it from me. Uh, now you, I, I think I could, I could be friends with you. I am a fan of yours based solely on your voice. I like your voice. Fun. Are you a bird? A little bit. I am a harpy. I'm a tiny harpy. Oh. Are you an elf? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're yeah. a child as well. Yeah, I'm an elf. Nice. Th this is old glove. That is a mouse. Yeah. Very nice. Little one, where are your parents? I don't have parents. I am Not middle you, What? The, you said little one. The child. The child. Hmm? I am uh, significantly smaller than the one you called little one. <laughs> I meant in terms of development. I see. You are clearly grown. How nice of you to have noticed. Are you are you hitting on Anyways, me? Anyways, <laughs> sir, are you hitting on me? Absolutely not. Well, well, Ouch. well. It appears a love connection has entered the building. Ding dong. What? No. What? No. We are outside. I'm just assuming by the way you both talk to each other, there was something a bit... Oh, how shall I say it? Uh, <laughs> While he's searching for the words, a barrel nearby begins to sort of rumble and shake, and the barrel explodes into splinters, and a snake professional explodes out of the barrel... And says, well, 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 I see Look. we're all here at Dramatic. last. Dramatic. You're late. I am a little late. Fashionably late, though. Snake, I wanted to apologize. I wanted to apologize for the whole smell you later thing before. I've been thinking about it all day, and I wish you'd know that I never meant to upset you. I called you smell you later, and you said that wasn't your name. No, no, no. I said smell you later to this man right here, and he. Do you need a tissue? It'd be bigger than my body. No. <laughs> I have a handkerchief. No. I Excuse me, we're all having a wonderful time discussing how a man may cry. But if I may, we have all been promised riches and cufflinks and fancy hats, but have yet to make an inquiry for what must be done in exchange for these wondrous goods. Murder! What? I'll tell you what must be done. What must be done is the last job you'll ever have to do. Yeah, so it's been oh. implied. I'd love specifics. Right. Details. Sorry, okay. I um, I actually was, I really thought I was going to get one more guy here. I thought there was this dwarf I was talking to. I just, I was sure I had sold him. So I was sort of stalling, but I guess this is Should it. we wait? No. Should we wait for the dwarf? We it is wait. well past midnight. He's being rude at this point. But maybe he has a good reason. Nah, you know what? At this point, I don't care what the reason. I would think that it was that hey. I would think that it was rude. You don't care the reason? 
No. People have lives. People go through their lives every day making little mistakes that we only can pray that our friends and family will find for find forgivable. Okay, so, well, yes. I specifically chose this group because you don't have many uh, outside connections or lives and, uh, you know, you would be available and ready for this. Yeah. I guess that's us. All right, it's you, and I thought, you know, one more dwarf, but whatever, water under the bridge. Also, it's low tide. I actually don't think I smell any better, but it's low tide, so you know you can't tell. So, the last job you guys are ever going to need to do, he looks around conspiratorially. He says, I'm going to need the five of you to kill the emperor. What? What is an emperor? Whoa, you don't know what the emperor is? I have not been following politics. Please forgive me. I don't know if the emperor is a politics thing. It's the emperor. Uh, Smellyless turns around and just starts walking away. Bye. Well, friends, it looks like we've got a liability on our hands in that elephant man. (laughs) Yes, we'll have to kill him. I'm going to need you guys to kill that elephant right away. What? 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 Or, I mean, you could get him on our side. You could get him to do this. But, like, it's that or kill him. I, I've I've heard th- I've heard this. <laughs> so I turn. No, don't kill me. Just let me go. I can't betray the emperor. Why are you such a company man? What has this What has this emperor ever done for you? He's the top. He's the head honcho. He's what all of the money and resources go to, and he gives it back to us tenfold. No, oh. he doesn't. I don't get any of his money. I had to split a bean in half today, and it almost got stolen from me by a giant alley cat. Well, do you have a job? <laughs> I'm 12 years old. What do you want me to do? Go do you want the... me to be a lawyer? Go into the factories. Work with your hands. Whatever needs to be done to get an honest buckaroo. I've been treated by an object under this emperor's rule. Are you... Okay. Are... Yeah, no. Debate me. No, just are you to make me on let that, that one. one go, man? You gotta let oh, that one go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that. Are you sure? Yeah, no, are you sure? I'm sure. It feels like maybe you kind of want to. Well, oh, so you can, you can go, you can, you can take the 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 assembled man and his word. But I'm just a kid, so so who cares what I think? <sighs> yes, you don't have the age or experience to think well. Your brain hasn't finished developing yet. You're a child. My brain is bigger than yours. Mine is tiny. Fuck you! I like you! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Now let me ask you a question there, tax collector. Yes? What? Oh, this will be good. What has the Emperor done for you today? Strip you of your life's work? Uh, yes, yeah, my life's work. To serve him. Now let me ask you another question. Say this Emperor who's done you so dirty, so wrong today... If he goes, is that the end of all emperors? Well, no, of course not. The, the empire is stronger than just one head. There's always succession and a new ruler to control the machine. Well, 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 the machine that you love so much, then, will not be touched by an act from you getting what is due from this man who has wronged you so. I... Snake. Yeah. If we do this, will anyone know it was us? Not if you do it right. What if I confess aggressively? Well, then, yeah, of course, people will know that it's you. Don't do that. I should not do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, for sure. Okay. Smellulous. 
nobody's got to know except the people present here. And as he says that, the dwarf walks up and says, sorry I was late. I had the, I actually, it was so, you would never believe what happens. And Snake goes, ah! And he stabs him right in the neck. Uh, oh! Killing him instantly. Oh my gosh! That's all you do! What do you mean? You're a stabber! No, I'm a lot more than that. You're getting a very small picture about me. You yeah, have it's you a- have daggers for cufflinks. <laughs> I do it. Well, yes, I guess. Huh. I am prone to stab. What's in it for you, Snake? Why do you want the Emperor dead? It's not what I want. It's who I work for. Who's that? I'm not going to just tell you who I work for. I'm going to get killed if I just tell you who I work for. Come on. No, come on. That's not going to do it. Oh, come on. I'm going to go from I'm going to get killed to if you say come on, like, ah, why not? That's not going to happen. Look, I'm not telling you guys who hired me, but I, what I will tell you is who to talk to. All right. There's a tavern not too far from here. It's called the Trim Cuckold. <laughs> you go to that tavern. And you I go look, there all the time. Okay, great. I know the fastest way there. Then you, okay, great. Then you guys go to that tavern. Here's the instructions as you go to the tavern. And I cannot drink or eat food. Irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. Don't eat or drink food when you go there. Of course it's relevant. Wow. It's a tavern. Just I'll eat his share of the food. There's no share I'm of hungry. the food. I didn't order meals for you guys when you get there. You go to the tavern, and when you are there, there is a almost humanly beautiful bugbear who frequents this tavern. Find her and talk to her. What's her name? Uh, can't tell you that. Does she have a password? She doesn't have a password, but I'm glad you asked. The Trim Cuckold does have a password. It's Drippy Drow. Drippy Drow. Yeah, the delightful children's character. Oh, oh of course. Ah, he, he, he. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you guys are in? I was in the moment you said any amount of money. Oh, great. I was in the moment you showed me one of your cufflinks. I'm in for my special reason. I know that I've become the worst type of person imaginable. A man in debt. Because I could not collect enough taxes that I was supposed to. So this is the one way I can pay back what I was not able to collect. I'll do it, but if I can find a way to get that money without killing that dang emperor, you better believe I'll find it. I'm a loose cannon, I guess. Wow, look at me. Never been a loose cannon before. I guess I'm flirting with danger for the first time in my life. Flirting is fun. You're going to love it. Okay. Mamma mia. Me like how that sounds. And I'm in to find my best friend. Aww. Uh, I mean, again, irrelevant, but great. I mean, I love all of this. All of you have said that you're in. Uh, so why don't we just swear on it? Everybody, uh... Here, and he cuts the dwarf's hand off. He goes, Eric, we'll take one of these dwarf's fingers. I don't want it. I want the biggest one. I'll take the pinky. All right, you take the pinky. Uh, Grimothy opens up a little compartment in his side and sticks it in. Great. Um, I, uh, I'll use my trunk and, and pluck the thumb. Oh, uh, I guess I'll take the pointy one. And any finger will do for me, friend. <laughs> Ah, I can tell this is a guy who's never said no to a finger. All right, let's, uh... But Snake, there are no fingers for you. But there is a palm. He sort of, like, moves his hand over the palm, and strange purple sigils sort of, like, appear over the palm. 
and his eyes sort of glow and he sticks the paw the palm uh removed of its fingers into his pocket and says all right you are uh you guys are all sworn to this task and just by the way uh if you guys give up on this or uh walk away i have bound you magically to this task so um a fate worse than death awaits you if you fail okay so uh you guys all have your fingers uh get out there uh, go to the trim cuckold and let's you know let's all let's put it in let's kill this emperor oh nobody did it okay that's fine that's fine good luck <laughs> the camera sort of like slowly pans up from this as everybody laughs and we hear their laughter as the camera sort of uh, pans up and we can see all of Filet Town. And then from beyond that, we can see many other parts of Paola. And we can finally see the entire nighttime city of Paola. There's a million stories here in this naked city of Paola. But there's only one story we're following right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Come at the King. My name has been Snake Professional, and I can't wait to tell you what these five out-of-sight dudes got up to. <laughs> anyway, I live to a ripe old age. <laughs> that was Ali Fisher as Dealey the Harpy, Carly Monado as Torin, Joe Lepore as Grimothy Steel, Christopher Hastings as Butter Saint Beef, Tim Platt as Smellulous, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Halls. Until next time, traveler, long live the Emperor! <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.